What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 69. Here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? I'm another year older. It was my <laughs> birthday weekend, buddy. It was my birthday weekend. What? And all I can tell you <laughs> is I have... Oh, uh, yeah, it's it's my birthday weekend. My birthday is August 19th. I'm another year older. I am not going to tell you how old I am, but I can tell you that the Philadelphia Union, my hometown team, and all the Americans playing in the Prem decided to give me a whole bunch of birthday presents this weekend. So uh, yes. we got a lot to talk about, though. But how are you doing? Yes, I'm doing good, man. And I'm so glad, man. Happy birthday, Bretson. I want to see in the comments down below. Happy birthday, comments for the best man in the States talking football, in my opinion. I'm going bold. And yes, people, if you want to see more episodes just like this, do not forget to like this episode and subscribe to FC Wonder Kid on YouTube. But there's so much to talk about. And that's so Fox much. and Casimiro went bold. I gotta say, Man United, we always said you guys needed a six. And you got yeah. one of the best six in the history of the game. I gotta say, I yeah. like that move personally. Casimiro clearly does give a lot of importance to history. And Ronaldo is in Madrid. So I would love to know that Ronaldo had a hand in that transfer. So, But in two weeks' time, Ronaldo will have an interview that everything's going to be revealed as it seems. So, But Casemiro... Yeah, yeah. Sheesh. Well, uh, all I can say is maybe Casemiro will break the Brazilian playing for Manchester United curse, right? <laughs> because other Brazilians... Other Brazilians have not necessarily fared as well. You've got Fred Anderson, True. Uh, Fabio and Rafael. You've got Andreas Pereira. You've got Alex oh. Telles. Bye-bye. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, Casemiro, I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. He is the second uh, second most expensive over 30-year-old signing in history. I'm Ooh. sure you know who number one is. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just a you you have to admit there's a bit of weirdness to this transfer in the sense that like mm. okay maybe they didn't necessarily think like Eric Ten Hag didn't come into Manchester United and say day one I need Casemiro Frankie okay? Dayong <laughs> uh, yes I need but ultimately it's like hey if we can't get Frankie Dayong we're gonna go after probably the best DM on the planet yeah. or at least the most the most successful DM on the planet coming off of a La Liga title, coming off of a Champions League title. And that should have been probably his move day one was to reach out to Casemiro saying, I want to make a big splash and I want you to be the DM because Fred, uh, I almost called it Fred Tomine, McTama Fred, whatever we call that midfield partnership is not cutting it. Um, it's just, they could have done this sooner. So the fact that he said yes, mm -hmm. the fact that he wants a new challenge, True. I know Ancelotti can't, see his way to even understand this. <laughs> the, the same way Sh uh, Schroeder at Ajax is like, Anthony wants to go and play hey, well, no Champions get, League got, football. Yeah, we'll get true. to that. But but it is an amazing, amazing get. And mm -hmm. I, I can only imagine that for Manchester United fans is kind of a breath of, <laughs> ah, we're, we're still a big club. We <laughs> still have clout. We can get this done and we can turn this around. And you got to think that this is, this is the start of, Maybe mm -hmm. it's the start of something. It's, I, I agree. Definitely can be. And Kazmiru 
Varan and Ronaldo, the three former Galacticos, can if Ronaldo stays make definitely a difference. But they have to start. Casemiro coming to Man United is the best news ever for Varan, but it's the worst news ever for McTominay, in my opinion. His days are counted, and it's good news, man. Fred and Casemiro have played in the national team together for a bunch of games, and they will start at Man United. I believe so. But Casemiro just gives the fresh, that gives the confidence to the centre backs too. And I want to say, Maguire news. I love to see that Maguire news to leave because once again it, re it reiterates what I'm saying of Varane to start. If Casemiro's there, if Varane is there, if Ronaldo stays, Maguire cannot be the captain of Man United. It's clear as no. day, and if he's the captain of a team losing to Brentford the way they did, he needs to be doing something about it, and we don't see Maguire doing anything. I see Ronaldo angry. Ronaldo doesn't want to be, uh, doesn't be, doesn't want to be linked to the results, the recent results of Man United. He's disgusted by this and I think Kazmiru is definitely a good way of convincing and you said it no not convinced De Jong definitely De Jong no denying De Jong was the first target but Kazmiru as the second it ain't bad and 70 million is a bold transfer fee a elite deal by Real to offload and 400k a week it's a lot, okay? Casemiro is getting big bucks as he deserved with all the Champions League prestige. But I got to say this too. There's something yeah. else that is a problem with Man United. And Eric Ten Hag has noticed it straight off the bat. And it's, I don't want to say it because last season it was instrumental, but it's De Gea. To be fair, De Gea right now is the most well-paid goalkeeper in the world getting 510k a week okay he earns more than Courtois, Allison, Ederson and all these incredible keepers performing at a high level if you paid half for a keeper like uh, Man United and get better performance and just invest elsewhere in defense you could get better results so Eric Tanak I'm sure He's more than fine for De Gea to leave after this season. Contract runs out yeah. until 2023, people. And I do not think that they will extend or whatsoever. I think he's going to yeah. go. Or might leave for a transfer fee uh, this summer. And if Man United did that, they would be showing that they're learning with Real Madrid of how to sell assets door deteriorating with their team. So I just want to say that. Yeah. Well, that, that would be a step in the right direction yes. for their stewardship of the club in terms mm -hmm. of recognizing that you don't want to be tied to De Gea. But I, mm -hmm. I feel I feel like it's a little sad con comparing, you know, what mm -hmm. he did for them last season when they were going through it. And I, and I know, like, De Gea can't score them goals. De Gea mm -hmm. can't whatever, but he kept yeah. them in a lot of games. I understand that that Bradford game was literally one of the worst he's ever had mm -hmm. in a Manchester United shirt. Um, but yeah, that, that if, Hey, if it's the way Ten Hag wants to go, it's the way <laughs> Ten Hag uh, can go um, when it comes down to it. Uh, but, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's not as if it was this criminal overpayment necessarily True. for what De Gea has, has given them uh, over the years mm -hmm. uh, in terms of his consistency for the most part, in terms of for Whoa. some of the times, for some of the seasons he's standing on his head. It's not like, at Barcelona, where they're going to open up like criminal proceedings against past, uh, you know, people that made these contract decisions to put him in. It wasn't that bad. It was a bad but, extension by Ed Woodburn at the time. It, 
Like, yeah, of it course. Was, it was a course. bad call to, to give the right. that big extension. And now, right. just like every player that Eric Ten Hag now has, like Mata, yeah. like Bailey, McTominay, Maguire, Aaron Juan Bissaka, uh, I got here, Maguire, all of these bad decisions now. Eric Ten Hag, I think he's solving it. I think he's Badly solving it. So, yeah. <laughs> Like, Badly know. run club, but uh, you know I'm I'm gonna make a little bit of a bold statement with literally mm. no substantiation to it at mm. all. Um, but I guarantee you that if Scott McTominay moves on, mm-hmm. if Harry Maguire moves on, if David de Gea moves on, they're gonna be just fine in their new clubs, mm. and they are not going to be necessarily under the same microscope that they're under uh, as it as it stands. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, McTominay can do wonders in a limited role. Uh, I think he's asked yeah. he's asked to do too much at United, and um, and frankly, if he goes to Newcastle, I know they're an admirer of him. It's a good I show. bet you he would be a wonderful, wonderful depth piece for I them. Like so that. you know, I get it, McTominay. Everybody needs a scapegoat. It isn't just McTominay. And, it's, and would Maguire it's be not good just at what? Chelsea. <laughs> I, you know, to be honest, I do. I mean, the same way that they played to Antonio Rudiger's strengths, and I'm not comparing Maguire and Rudiger right now. Uh, as a apples to apples comparison, mm. but I do believe that a Maguire in a three back system, three center back system, could do pretty well under Tuchel. If if Tuchel is still, you know, kind of up for what he's up for after that uh, the, after that drubbing at the hands of uh, Leeds United, but we'll get to that. Uh, mm-hmm. But listen, there is a byproduct of this that mm-hmm. I really like of this Casemiro signing. One, it is obviously a statement um, that. You know, the ownership is ready to spend because I think fighting the ownership as much as I understand that there might be some sort of a walkout going on, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in this Manchester United Liverpool game. But when it comes down to it, uh, I don't I don't believe that the Glazer uh, issue is going to be solved tomorrow or the Mm -hmm. next five days. And you certainly don't want it solved if it's going to say Apollo management or some private equity firm. So -hmm. when it comes down to it, I believe the better thing was going to be Ten Hag working and saying, listen, you promised me, you promised me, <laughs> carte blanche, you promised me the ability, the resources to go after what I want. I'm mm-hmm. telling you who I want right now. Get the hell out of my way. Okay. Let me do it. Um, and and they're saying, you know, begrudgingly, they're saying mm-hmm. yes. And Casemiro is a great start. Um, okay. Now, and- the byproduct I'm talking about here is from a West FC Wonder Kid perspective, mm. at least you and I get to watch Aurelian Schuamani uh, work his magic in La Liga, work through maybe some kinks to moving from Ligon to La Liga. And uh, he obviously passed that test mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend with flying colors, but it's going to be a long season. Love so it. Man United isn't done yet. Casemiro is number one. And my guess is uh, uh, there's a certain winger they're going yes. after. I feel like the yeah. next transfers that Man United are gonna get Fabricio has said is a new goalkeeper that I mm-hmm. think they're they're already thinking about replacing the salary uh right back which <laughs> let's get to it after and a winger okay yeah. that I believe fully it's Anthony or bust and Anthony at Man United will definitely improve the competition with Sancho Sancho on one end Anthony on the other they would be pressure to perform and one would want to overshine the other it would just be beautiful man and i think both would be able to play with each other at a high level in which they could switch flanks and play with both feet in each wing i really believe that anthony transfer they can't get a striker so get big time at winger i like that move 
for Eric Ten Hag. And as we've seen in the past, Malasia, Eriksen, Martinez, and now he wants Anthony too. It's all based on familiarity with Eric Ten Hag. He wants what he knows that has quality, and understandably so. And Casemiro is just proven 100% quality, okay? Yeah. So I think Anthony is the right move for Man United fans, personally. Well, I- and clearly he wants the move, mm-hmm. right? Clearly he wants it because he has not been in training. He was yes. not in the match day squad for Ajax over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my only issue, uh, as you and I have butt heads in the past about mm-hmm. about these types of transfers, is the cost. Because if you're going to spend $100 million, mm-hmm. which you could be spending on Anthony, you really could in order to pry him away, it almost feels like Eric Ten Hag is a Trojan horse sent to Manchester United to bilk 160, 180 million uh, plus for Lissandro Martinez and Anthony. I mean, that, I know it's not that much. That's kind of tongue in cheek. <laughs> a lot, though. But you, you, yeah, I mean, you, you get what I'm saying here. Like, mm-hmm. do you really believe, are we over the point uh, of, it didn't work out with Sancho. It hasn't worked out for Grealish in Manchester City yet. I get that he's worth 100 million to Ajax, mm-hmm. but is he really worth 100 million to Manchester United? Well, uh, yeah, I agree. If it was to another club, it wouldn't be a hundred. But if it's to Man United, it will be a hundred million because they just know how much Eric Ten Hag needs a player that he's known previously. And you gotta say to Ajax, good, fair enough. And getting that extension on Julian Timber too, it's like saying mm-hmm. to them, we've picked Timber to stay. Go for Anthony, okay? He can get a hundred million for him. And yeah, if it's that fee. Good deal by Ajax. So, yeah, I think there's a ton of moves to be done. And what right back I was hinting with, Xavi has said that he has no interest in Sergino Dest staying at Barcelona. So I could see Sergino Dest actually going to Man United, okay? And that's right side, Sancho with Dest. And then the other side, Anthony, man. So a lot of promise that can come. But I don't know if that's the move to do. Just saying. Yeah. Just well, saying. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something after mm-hmm. after today after yes. today or, or I'm sorry after the weekend uh, with Chelsea and uh, them getting put in their place by Brighton. <laughs> I don't think Manchester United's interest in Christian Pulisic has necessarily cooled off just yet. Um, I know that th- there mm-hmm. is a uh, fan base. It, he's a cheaper option. Yeah, than, than spending a hundred million. Right, he's a True. cheaper option. You could get him on loan. Now, whether or not Chelsea will loan to somebody... Well, how much would Pulisic be for Man United? 30 to 40? He wouldn't be the 70 that it cost to, it cost Chelsea to get him from Dortmund. <laughs> so it would probably be 30 or 40. And then you could yeah. spend the 20 or 30 or maybe the 20 that it would take to get Destin. It's and so now bad, you've got man. the same competition. Mm-hmm. You've got the same... Yeah, I, I'm just... Anthony it just Pulisic. seems like... It, Anthony or bust? Like really? I know yeah. he's he's he is a phenomenal player. He is a phenomenal player. Sanchez he has shown just, it in the Champions League. Mm, <sighs> Sancho's not showing it, man. That's why I'm like Sancho. I would expect to be showing better results. I know it's the start, but still, yeah. I'm maybe he needs that right back combining with him. And definitely for the center backs, I don't feel it's fair on judging him without Casemiro being there now. But yes, let's right. wait 
and see. And people, put down below your thoughts about Man United. Do you think Casemiro was a bold deal? Who are they going to get for the goalkeeper, right-back role, or winger? Tell us your thoughts down below in the comment section. And you hinted. Pulisic, Chelsea, and something really bold happened. And yes, Leeds are keeping... No, Leeds keep marching on and beating now Chelsea. That is a complete bold deal. And the Americans have a high, high, high influence. Tyler Adams, yeah. Brendan Aronson, like... What are your thoughts, yeah. Brenton, on this? Like, oh, I'm I'm glad we're getting to this early on because otherwise I would have this would have run a two hour podcast at the end <laughs> if uh, if we waited till the end. Now I I see what you did there, by the mm -hmm. way. Marching on, they're mm -hmm. marching on. That's good, Jesse. Marching, marching on. on. I yeah, you're killing me. Uh, no, I, hey, listen, the Chelsea Chelsea were the better team in the first 20, 30 minutes. True. Okay, and I I actually I actually agree with Thomas Tuchel on mm -hmm. on his his assumptions uh based on that but once they got those two goals in four four minutes uh once mendy made that mistake Deadly. and brendan aronson literally this is the only way brendan aronson was ever going to score a first goal okay because <laughs> sure. this is what makes brendan aronson so good he is such a pest he mm -hmm. is like the li the little brother that is just always tapping on the big brother's shoulder saying i want to do that i want to do that he's always up in your grill always up in your face when you when you don't expect him to be there, mm -hmm. he's there. And add a little buttery, you know, buttery technique. Add a little, you know, tight ball control, mm -hmm. and you've got Brennan Aronson. Oh, and strap on an engine to him that you know nobody else in the Premier League has. I'm gonna say it, okay? He will run through walls for mm -hmm. whatever team he plays for, and there's a reason why he's covered the most ground. Uh, than the majority of players on this planet um, since he's become, you know, a European player. So when it comes down to it, mm -hmm. uh, it was wonderful to see this type of, uh, you know, it's one game. Mm -hmm. It's validation in some respects. It's validation for what Jesse Marsh is building. It's mm -hmm. validation for what Brendan Aronson can bring. I True. think Tyler Adams, in my opinion, man was still match. the man of the match. True. Yep. Um, and if you can keep him healthy, he is that cog. Uh, that will do all the things that Aronson will do, uh, except add a crunching tackle to the end of it. And that's what you've got with Tyler Adams. So it was absolutely wonderful to see the tactics work out. And what were the mm -hmm. tactics? Frenetic pressing, mm -hmm. right? Constant uh, mistake generation. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what do you do at the end of it? And now you've got Rodrigo Moreno <laughs> in, in golden boot talks. Okay, maybe not, but he's got four goals, one Fuck. assist in three games. Uh, they've won two of these games, I believe, away, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Away, maybe? I could be wrong. Yes. But Leeds United, mm -hmm. uh, no, they're going to run into balls. They're going to mm -hmm. run into trials and tribulations. They still don't have an incredibly deep squad. But uh, what they did mm -hmm. they, but what they did was they saw their weaknesses, they saw what they had to get, and they wasted no time because Jesse Marsh, the same way Ten Hag did, except there's a couple weeks involved here jesse marsh right away said i want to go with who i'm familiar with True. i want to go with first and foremost who will provide even if they have limitations who will provide me the best engine that i can build upon right True. uh tactical familiarity uh that relentless pressing um and then uh, mm -hmm. it steps it up a notch so leeds united i think is well on their way and to at least being a team that's going to be hard to beat and week. with leeds i'm going to say no Rafinha. No Calvin Phillips, no Bamford, yeah. as it seems, and they keep yeah. on getting...
better. It shows that the transfer policy by Leeds United was perfecto this summer. They spent big, but they got big results and players, in my opinion. Brendan Aronson, in my opinion, legitimately, is the most informed American right now. Man, I love I seeing him play. I absolutely I love it. McKenney, yep. I do know he can go bold, but Brendan Aronson yeah. right now... Love to see it. And, and Adams, man. Yes. Don't not forget on Tyler Adams. People yeah. in, at home, watch him at the sixth roll. Great to see off ball, in my opinion. But my last thoughts with Leeds, it's with Marsh, I love what he's doing. I got to say. And with Jesse Marsh, correct me if I'm wrong at anything I'm saying because I feel like you know him better. But mm -hmm. Jesse Marsh, I really feel like he's a psychological based manager because in Leeds United I still see a lot of fundamentals done by Bielsa in the tactics and I can't I do see how he completes it but I still see Bielsa highly in the print in Bielsa and Leeds United style of play so what I gotta say about Jesse Marsh is so admirable in my opinion how every single player in that team loves the manager they re and I feel the key for his success is his transparency. And I got to admire a transparent guy succeeding in the football, <laughs> soccer world maybe for Jesse, but succeeding at the highest level. So I really wanted to say, uh, keep going bold, Jesse Marsh and Brendan Aronson and Rasmus Christensen. I want to give a shout out to him. Yeah, he's a, he's a big, he's a bigger boy <laughs> than anyone. He's not a boy, but he is bigger than anyone Fox. gives him credit for. He went into a couple of those tackles and I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, Man. oh, I would not want to be the person. Set pieces. Yeah. He oh, adds yeah. so much. Yeah. So much. He's it, For He's me, good. it's like Rom. Both fullbacks, both <laughs> Red Bull, but Salzburg before uh, in case. Uh, yeah, Christensen, like underrated. Uh -huh. Like so. Yeah, and, and, and I think you're spot on with Marsh in terms of the, mm -hmm. the respect he obviously has for Bielsa. I think a lot of that is also the Red Bull upbringing mm. um, in terms of tactically okay. um, because – there are obviously there's that Gigan pressing in there, right? Yes. Uh, relentless uh, in that, and True. it's almost like uh, what, what's his name, Ralph Rangnick, right? It's as if they had had a a heart to heart conversation at some point, which they most absolutely mm -hmm. have at some mm -hmm. point. Uh, so I believe that that's True. you know Red Bull New York where he first uh, you know crossed paths with Tyler Adams, mm -hmm. and then it was Salzburg, and then it was Leipzig, as short as it was, but he was there as an assistant coach for a while. Mm -hmm. I just think there's that Red Bull mentality uh, with, yeah, a little bit of Bielsa left behind and that physical capacity. And if you knew Jesse Marsh as a player, mm -hmm. Jesse Marsh is exactly that player. He was <laughs> transparent. He was not afraid to speak out. He was bone crunching. He was relentless. Um, and he knew his limitations and he always played to his strengths. And he was a DM that mm -hmm. you would not want to come up against uh, 1v1, um, mm. especially if it was the goal that was in behind you because he <laughs> would take you out, likely behead you, before uh, you ever got a shot on goal. And, so, and, I, and Just so I don't forget, like Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea too. I want to say this. Yeah. I don't know if you got to it. Like Ruben Loftus-Cheek at right wing back. I love yeah. him as a player. But put him in midfield, the minimal, okay? I feel like he has to play where he has to. And right wing back, give that role to Reese James. Cut it, okay? That's where he's supposed to play. And he, that's where he gives the best results for Chelsea. So stick him at right wing back and solve the center back issue, man. Chelsea, this, they will not improve What if this this issue is still right there. So well, I really uh, have to I say mean, that. 
No, and that that's a great statement in the sense that mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, once again, the best, most clear-cut chances mm-hmm. in Tuchel's system was from a defender. It True. was Kukurea. Kukurea had multiple opportunities to just put a ball on net and couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning more towards the fact that it's a system and not a personnel problem with Tuchel right now. And I'm also worried mm-hmm. that we're at the beginning stages of Thomas Tuchel potentially losing the locker room in some respects because you've got all sorts of offensive players that literally don't seemingly want to play for this guy or at least from a from a public perspective is not exactly right is not exactly going like you know christian christian pulisic is a is a company man right he wants to want to play for the manager right definitely I don't know. So I'm, I'm honestly, uh, I'm kind of at a loss because Kai Havertz absent Raham Raheem Sterling in in the first 20 minutes was a lightning bolt Mm. and that disappeared the last 70 minutes of the game. Okay. Uh, Koulibaly, I know is not an attacking player, but he's making mistakes that I really didn't see him make at Napoli. Very true. That red card, like, Oh man, I fucked. So avoidable. So avoidable. And I feel like the frustration will kill Tuchel at Chelsea if that's what it's happening. And, like, how personally he took it with Conte, man. I think Conte is more comfortable at his job at Tottenham than Tuchel right now at Chelsea. With no (laughs) finishing, man. No striker. Just give Broja a chance. And Havertz, I I honestly feel like he knows he's going to play at Bayern if he's going to leave. But Chelsea Mm -hmm. has, Havertz has the potential of becoming a Chelsea legend if he were to stay long term. But I completely agree with all your thoughts about Chelsea. Sorry, sorry. But last last thing before you do that, because I know where you're going. But (laughs) if I'm Chelsea, if Mm -hmm. I'm Chelsea, and if Wesley Fofana is the guy that you need in to shore up that center Mm -hmm. back, uh, core if you will mm-hmm. um if i'm brendan rogers if i'm leicester city who are also not exactly trending as you know high oh, okay. as they would like to be i would take that money and run because mm-hmm. it's very clear wesley fafana wants to go to chelsea Agreed. okay let okay. it happen hike up the price as much as you most possibly can uh let him go and then reinvest that smartly like brendan rogers in the past has shown he could potentially do okay mm-hmm. but when it comes to chelsea if that is it if that honestly todd Bowley is the reason uh whether it's Bowley or whoever makes the decisions tuchel mm-hmm. um you get fafana in you get him in right away oh. uh but that just reinforces to me mm-hmm. that it's not a per- he doesn't believe it's a personnel or he doesn't believe it's a personnel issue mm-hmm. thomas tuchel if He's still relying on Havertz to get it done. If he's still relying on, yeah, I don't know, defense. off his cheek. It's in defense, it's and I agree. Like for fun, for me, the best thing that Chelsea did this summer was keeping Aspiliqueta mm-hmm. for another two years. He knows the yeah. club. He's a great role model for all the defenders, and he gives uh, answers at the center back, at the at uh, the at uh, the fullback, and yeah, I agree. They have to solve at the back in order to play Tuchel's best football because yeah players like Jorginho players like Rudiger those are the stars of a Tuchel style of play so yeah let's let's wait and see and people put down below your thoughts about Chelsea what's gonna happen at Chelsea and will Chelsea get top four and Tuchel go bold in this season let's wait and see but if you're enjoying too do not forget to like this video community and go bold down below in the comment section but 
we hinted top three, top four, Chelsea, and a team keeps on getting better and showing results at the highest level. And for the first time since 2004, Arsenal won their first three matches in the Premier League. So Arteta, you're going bold with Saliba. What a goal, what a beauty, and a 100% pass accuracy. No mistakes. And again, I really believe this, and with time, it keeps on getting better. And I know the, the, the listeners on the pod know how, how high I rate Saliba, and I legitimately might say he's the Mbappe of centre-backs. Like, I see a lot of comments about Saliba, and I love that. I love that. I feel like it's deserving. He's very complete. Very complete. Saliba's uh, listen, very complete, in my opinion. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and I'm not going to pour cold water on it. Uh, I am going to say right now that, hands down, they are the most fun team to watch in the Premier League, as oh. it stands. The most fun team to watch. Agreed. And I am going to tell you right now, and I said this last week when mm. they also impressed us, uh, I don't think they're anywhere close to the finished product. I think they would even say to you they're that they are the nowhere prep. close to the finished product. <laughs> so what it comes down to is all I have to say, and this is definitely tongue in cheek, is that mm-hmm. only 35 more games left, Ooh. Arsenal fans, and you can <laughs> lift that trophy. Uh, no, but but I do have to <laughs> tell you. I, I do have to tell you. I, I, yeah, it was, it was tongue in cheek. But I do believe that they could finish top three, although mm-hmm. Spurs, Conte, mm-hmm. they look good right now, and it's still so ridiculously early, and injuries mm-hmm. generally play a role and all depth, all that fun stuff. But I do have to say, you mentioned mm-hmm. 2004 was the last time that they won their first three games, mm-hmm. okay? That team, obviously, was part of an era that was uh, coming to an end, I suppose, at that moment in time, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. getting closer to coming to an end. But that team that year, the only reason they did not win the Premier League Mm. was because Chelsea had that ridiculous season. Absolutely ridiculous season. One loss. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable season. But that season for Arsenal was Mm. also one of the most entertaining. Uh, Thierry Henry won the Golden Boot with 25 goals. You had Robert Pires that was up there. I think he was third. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were so incredibly fun to watch in that same year. And Mm -hmm. they had a plus 51 Plus 51 goal differential that season, okay? And that was only like two or three behind Chelsea, who ended up winning the Premier League. Mm -hmm. So they were a fun team to watch, and I'm sure all Arsenal fans looking at this right now or listening to this right now would be like, hey, if we finish second place to City this year, we're going to take that as what? That's going to be progress. And um, I'm just... It has to be. And and I, for Arteta, man, it says to them, spend big this summer on me, and we win the Premier League after, if they get second. Yeah. Like, if if that's the case. But where would they but spend? Dude, like, it'd be midfield. It would be midfield. It would be shoring up that midfield, because as good as Thomas Partey is when he's on the field, he is not reliable to actually get on the field. I agree. I agree. I okay. agree in terms of um, injury. Like, he's one step away, as it seems, yeah. because he is a big player. And like to play mm-hmm. at that level, at that speed, uh, with his with his weight, with his body, it's not easy. I agree. But Parte in form is one of the best mm-hmm. CDMs in the league. And if Arsenal are gonna do this that we're saying about top three and top four, they need yeah. Parte to be involved. Like great, great shout by saying they need yeah. to get the CDM sorted. Shocker. But I also I also <laughs> gotta say, yeah, well, Shaka's yeah, he's kind of a pretty decent cog in the wheel during this uh this match but gabriel jesus is is an absolute handful man i agree um I agree. he's slaloming through defenders just doing things that you would mm-hmm. never 
ever. I mean, even Obama Yang wouldn't do that. Okay. Lacazette very clearly would not do that. Um, just with the, and I, and I get it. It might get him into trouble sometimes in, in future games. Mm. Uh, but, but he was absolutely the catalyst for that win. Um, and that slalom through the defense that led to Odegaard's tapping mm-hmm. ultimately. Exactly. Uh, it, it's I, just pretty stuff. I it's really, good stuff. I really feel like exactly to, to, to explain the phenom that is happening. That is true. Gabriel Jesus is showing much better levels and the best version of himself ever at striker. And the reason why that's happening is because Arteta knows the player very, very well and because he has Captain Martin Odegaard behind him. Odegaard is creating the chances that make Gabriel Jesus score those goals and make amazing runs in space. The Jesus-Odegaard link-up I'm going to say it. It's definitely one of the best duos right now in the world of football to watch. No doubt. But in terms of potential, they are showing exactly that. And I got to say, Odegaard is worth the hype. He's gotten a brace in top-tier football. And it's the first time ever since he's played, okay, uh, in Norway too. Uh, I think 16. So, yes, Odegaard scoring that brace. And for Arsenal fans, man, Instra. Mental Zinchenko, very good. Tierney starting to get minutes, and we still ah, and Smith Rowe, good substitution when he come on. That yeah, was very interesting sure. too. And we still haven't seen Fabio Vieira, so I want to yeah. say that to Arsenal fans. So you have three and three, and still no Fabio Vieira. So uh, elite <sighs> promise, in my opinion, and it's going to be a great season to watch with Arsenal. I'm very excited, man. Very yeah, they, excited. Uh... <laughs> Did they re-up that Amazon Prime documentary for a second season? Because I think people are going to want to see that, right? Uh, no, I, I, here's what it comes down to is you, you can't get complacent. Uh, they're going to come up against much harder games, uh, but they are playing just really, really fun football to watch. Almost almost mm-hmm. as fun as watching Alan San Maximin versus Manchester City this weekend. Okay, almost as fun as that because... That I, I don't mean to pivot. Do you want to yeah, stick on yeah, Arsenal? Let's but, go. No, okay, we can pivot to that yes, game. Yes, yes. Because Newcastle versus Manchester City was just so open and so fun to watch. I think it was a deserved result for Newcastle to get a point out of that. But you always knew that at some point De Bruyne was going to show his class. But don't lose. Um, but ultimately, I, I just have to start with Alan San Maximin because if Eddie Howe can continue doing what he's doing, which which is kind of honing that final product of mm-hmm. San Maximin because we all know that he can take he can take any defender even Kyle Walker for a jock Fuck. right he can take him he can take him on he can pull him into uh, create space like the best of them it's always that final product with him True. and he showed he had his hand in every Newcastle goal he won in the uh the Trippier's uh great goal he won the foul uh mm-hmm. the first one was his pass to was that Almiron yes that went off of Almiron's mm-hmm. thigh uh, and then the, the second one that I, of course, I'm forgetting right now was a goal of his own. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I I love what we all know that he will dribble. He is fearless. He'll take anybody on. But if he can show another level for Newcastle, they're not going to need to go find Moussa Diaby. They're not going to need to go find another winger or I spend agree. money. They've got San Maximin there because he is now a cog in the machine and not just some guy doing his own thing. Agreed. Right. And he was so fun to watch. And counter to that, and I don't mm-hmm. mean to keep talking here, mm-hmm. I have worries. I have worries here. I know Erling Holland scored a goal, mm-hmm. okay? I know Erling Holland is going to score a bunch of goals this year. Mm-hmm. But Erling Holland scoring a bunch of goals off of like 10 touches for a game, 
He's boring. It's going to be boring to watch Erling Holland in the nice. Premier League if all he does. I get it from a footballing perspective. It's great for City fans. It is. But I love Erling Holland doing 50-yard runs, man. But I know. The De Bruyne assist was great. but <laughs> I feel you, it, though. And what I got to say saying? with City, yeah. man, I will start with City, is like, once again, this season, I think Gundogan is going to prove to the world that he's one of the mm -hmm. most underrated, not just midfielders, but football players in the world of football, okay? Gundogan, captain, okay, in that game, and totally deserved with that goal, okay? I'd love yeah. to see Gundogan involved, and there was a lot of news that he was going to leave this season, but because a lot of players are leaving City, Guardiola said, no, Gundogan, you can't go too. And as we see too, Bernard Silva... Maybe he's not going this season. All it depends, man. And let's wait and see with Barcelona, all that shit shop. But for Guardiola, it would be a hard miss, Bernard Silva, going too. So those two remaining yeah. will be key pieces, Gundogan and Bernard Silva, for Man City to win the Prem once again. And De Bruyne showing those levels. And Foden, again, oh, yeah. needs to be more involved. But I think Foden will improve much more this season too with Haaland there. But I, yeah. Rodri, though, he's ge Rodri's getting more confident, too, in his final third um, decisions. So I do think mm -hmm. Rodri is improving with time. And he's a very focused player, too. I got to say, man, Rodri improving as a player. I wanted to shout out Rodri, too. So, but Newcastle, again, you said Maxine. You said Alan said Maxine. And competition. The reason why he's performing so well, in my opinion, is because he knows if Newcastle have this huge investment... Football, mm -hmm. goals, wingers, you got to spend big, okay? So, Maxine, go to that bold level and play for France-type level, okay, national team. Uh -huh. That's what it will be needed in the future to start for Newcastle. And the biggest winner in all this about Newcastle is Eddie Howe, in my opinion, showing okay. that he's a masterclass tactician. Because in terms of tactics, there was moments that he was leveled with Guardiola and Man City. And the team doesn't have better pieces than Man City. So Eddie Howe, great job. And Brungi Marange showing that he's one of the best midfielders, not just in the Prem, in the world, in my opinion. So Real Madrid, interested, it's understandable. Brungi Marange is levels. And Newcastle fans, chat him non-stop for this man not to leave and become a key piece like Man City did with Aguero and David Silva in the past. Brungi Marange in yeah. Newcastle. I could well, see well, that. Well, there... Well, there you go. You covered a lot there, but <laughs> I, 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 I want to circle. I want to circle back on that Alan San Maximin shout because mm -hmm. you could do worse with in the last fifteen minutes a game, especially if you've got uh, Kylian Mbappe doing Kylian Mbappe things these days um, from his high heights uh, at PSG. Um, you could do worse than having Alan San Maximin uh, in some group stage games coming uh, off the bench with 15 Kunku, minutes though. to go at tired defenders. I, I get it. And, Kung, and Kunku, but and Kunku doesn't have the dribbling ability that San Maximin does. Um, he's a, he's a specialist. He's filthy. Maxine is filthy. Yeah, he, he, is, he is. He is. And he's strong. He's a low center. Of I mean, he is tough to stop. Uh, he's the only one that can stop himself. I mean, you know, he's, he's like, Fuck. yeah, anyway. But ultimately, I, I do have to circle back because I might have to just kind of morsel this. I got to tidbit mm. this, okay? This is what I'm saying. Erling Holland, okay, will score probably 20-plus goals in the, in the Premier League this season. I but, think so. But if we, if we don't see him do the things that he did at Dortmund that mm. made him look like an absolute, like, just goal machine, <laughs> it's just – it's going to be like – 
it, it, I can't even believe I'm saying this. It's going to be the most b- boring 20-goal season we've all ever watched. But, so you're right. If it's not handled by a De Bruyne, De Bruyne assist mm-hmm. every time, a delightful ball that nobody else on this planet sees but KDB, then I'm going to be disappointed. And I, again, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to be disappointed in a, in, in a Holland season that doesn't see Holland his true self. He's but, just a poacher then. But he's I, just a guy that... I feel where you're coming from. I agree that he's having a tough time introducing himself to the Premier League. It's a different style of play. But he has three goals. I, I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. But I think he comes with the intention of winning that Champions League. And I think Haaland will show his best football results in the Champions League at Man City. But I do feel where you're coming from. In the Prem, he's not showing the best. But he will improve. He will improve. But in the Champions... He's still going to score goals. He doesn't need... In this Manchester City setup, he does not need to be his best to score goals because of his size, (laughs) because of his... They're going to look for him. What I'm just saying is, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't almost feel like he's... I get it. He creates space. He commands a lot of attention. Uh, there's true. a lot of things off the ball that mm-hmm. that really helps in the fluidity of, of City's um, mm-hmm. uh, tactics here. But ultimately, obviously, I think all of us fell in love with a Holland <laughs> that uh, rampages through defenses or right, like beats true. somebody just ridiculously that is much smaller than him or looking seemingly faster than him. Mm-hmm. And he beats them with his strength and stride. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. It is early days. Erling. It is early days. <laughs> Uh, yes. I, I think you, we will see the multiple dimensions of Erling Holland, but as mm-hmm. of right now, even with three goals under his belt, Fuck. I'm looking at Erling Holland and being like, "Eh, this is boring." <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, but but I feel where you're coming from. It will get better. And people, put down below what are your thoughts about Man City, Newcastle, anyhow. Ooh, they will get in the transfer market because Newcastle can go in the transfer market still. And will City win the league? That's the big question. Put down below your thoughts. And yeah, we still have Prem. We got a big result here. Tottenham getting that win against Portugal FC. No, Wolves, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but I got to say this. Yeah, I got it. Exactly. Seven Portuguese players started for Wolves against Tottenham. And they played in great style. Ruben Neves, Motin, Gonçal Getsch fits the Premier League mold so well. I really believe he's going to be a great signing for Wolverhampton this season. And Matheus Nunes, I said it, I've said it, one of the best box-to-box midfielders coming to the Prem in the world, in my opinion, and he comes in style. Matheus Nunes, he's going to be the difference this season for Wolves. From promotion battle, the re- aye, relegation battle, to maybe top <laughs> 10 battle, in my opinion. Matheus Nunes, so... And Tottenham, I mean, that's the kind of game they're going to have to grind out every mm-hmm. time if they're going to make progress under Conte. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I'm sure Conte was critical of that, but Harry Kane got his goal. Yes. Uh, I mean, that back back three of what was it? It was Davies, Davinson, and Davinson <laughs> and, and, and Dyer, and, right? The three D. And Kane um, became, became the top goal scorer ever in a single Premier League club with 185 goals. So he's yep. got he's going to be an iconic legend, definitely, in the Premier League. So put some respect on Harry Kane's name. 185 goals in the Prem. That's insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's, five, it, is. it is. 
But I thought it, I, I agree with you. I thought it was a good showing for Mateus Nunes in his first game. I thought it was a good showing for Gonzalo Guedes. Um, mm-hmm. But it is going to be, I, I don't know. I mean, at some point, maybe Wolves looks at Bruno Lage and says he's not, He's not the guy, but as of right now, it is Portugal FC. Um, so the same way Leeds United is Leeds USA, we got to somehow fit that, call them the Portugal Wolves or Wolves something. Wolves Leeds, but, uh, man. Wolves beats Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> but well, you, know, you know what? Speaking, going back to, not going back to Leeds, but there is a there is a matchup next weekend of absolute Premier League Titans. And it is Leeds United versus Brighton. Brighton, Ooh, baby, Potter. because they can... Cont- they continue to win, man, and it is it is just great to see. And uh, at some point, I got to ask you: Do we have worries about West Ham? Mm. Um, but mm-hmm. we can get to that right now. I want to focus on Brighton because the the, the transfer McAllister. policy, everything. The, the Alex Alexis McAllister, I told you to watch out for him. He is he's, um, he's making everybody forget about Basuma a little mm. bit. If you mm. add him to Caicedo and what he's doing, Leandro Trossard continues to do really well. But this is. This is a team that has a strategy. They do not have the best players. They do not have the best players. They have a good transfer policy that sure. got them to buy Kukurea for $18 million, sell him for whatever, 60 or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And then they went out and they spent the original principle of $18 million on Estupinan uh, for their left back. Great I mean, move. that type of kind of financial acuity is just is just smart. And I really, really want to see them do well this season. Uh, I, I just really like th- this system they're putting together. And yes, Brighton leads next weekend is actually going to be a fun game to watch. It will be a fun game to watch, but I had to give them their shout out and then mm-hmm. pivot to, there are two teams. I think I know it's early, mm-hmm. but that we have to start worrying about. And that is David Moyes's West Ham. Yep. And it is also Stevie Gerrard's Aston Villa. <sighs> True. True, I agree. And West Ham too, like with all those transfer fees spent, like in Diego Carlos, I do feel like it's a justification for Stevie G. I feel yeah. like he can get to that. But I feel that those two managers can be the sacking season. I agree. And I want to say this too, man. You said great business transfers, Brighton. I completely agree. Graham Potter, one of the best man making decision in terms of football. Definitely in England, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to say that uh, Morgan Gibbs-White, this transfer, man, what was that, man? $45 million to Nottingham Forest. It only makes Wolves look better getting $50 million for Mateusz Dunch and then offloading Gibbs-White. And now I fully expect Wolves to get a striker, too, to score those goals. So, yeah, man, that for me was a bizarre yeah. business by Nottingham Forest, but can show results let's wait and see they might see gibbs white as the missing piece in their rebuild to be a premier league top team so yeah let's wait and see nottingham forest fighting for to stay in the front (laughs) and i'll be completely honest with you nottingham forest is coming together a whole lot faster and gelling a whole lot faster than i would have expected from a team Mm -hmm. that literally just bought a whole team in the offseason like they bought what 15 different players 16 different players something ridiculous like that um and i do have to tell you just a quick little side story uh Mm. when i got out of college the first player first player that i ever ever interviewed okay it was dane murphy and dane murphy is the ceo he's a 36 year old ceo of nottingham (laughs) forest he is one of the architects of forest's improbable run to promotion last season. He's also impeccably dressed. Uh, but 
Dane Murphy is an American. Dane Murphy played for DC United. Dane Murphy, I think, dated somebody in my old town cool. uh, where I grew up. And but he is uh, he is kind of the mastermind there. Uh, so when it kind of comes down to it, you add to that uh, Cooper, who's a great tactician, a great uh, young manager as well. Um, I am rooting. I, I put Forrest really, really close to relegation, if not in the relegation I zone. Did. But I would love to see them mm-hmm. kind of come together because I love the fight. I love Brennan Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. I love Lewis O'Brien, who they brought in from Huddersfield, who has Nico. an engine similar. Yeah, there's Nico Williams has really shown uh, a whole lot uh, from the get-go. But yeah, you're right. Nottingham Forest is, is fun. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I think that they, they could wind up being okay uh, this season. And if they get even more replacements that have instant impacts. And, and my last shout in the Prem, I just want to give it to Fulham because Fulham, yes, yeah. Wolves. Yeah, go, Wolves is going bold with Mark Silva. And Fulham are doing great games. And I got to say that 3-2 win, Mitrovic, but... Linha showing the guarantees that we promised here at FC Wonderkid. Bellinia is one of the best CDMs out there in the world, in my opinion. And at Fulham, they have the player for the rebuild. And Mark Silva. Andres Pereira looking good too. I think they are going to have a great season staying in the Prem and not being in the relegation battle. Fulham, in my opinion. And Mitrovic showing that it's in the Prem that he can ball out. So he's got already three three goals in the Premier League. So t- plus 10, plus 10, Mitrovic. That's what we want to see, definitely. Yep. So and and, and a quick a quick shout out to uh, Jay Stansfield, who got his first Premier League start for Fulham. Um, oh, and he's a, he's a, he's a Fulham product. Yes. Yeah. He had some, in, he had some injuries, but you and I, when we first met, we were talking about Jay Stansfield yes. and how he was coming up. Um, along with Fabio Carvalho and some other names that were in there. So uh, Jay Stansfield, I, I honestly hope he can play a role for them. And then I got to shout out Tim Ream. Tim Ream, because even I at the beginning of the season said, there's no way Fulham could start really well with Tim Ream <laughs> once again at center back. But man, he, he, has his, he has his limitations. He has his limitations in mobility. He's getting mm-hmm. up there in age, but he will always give you everything he's got. And as the captain of Fulham, he has done as well as he most possibly could in that back line with Tosin, um, and I I hope that 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 luck, I wouldn't call it luck but that uh that fight continues uh, for him because mm-hmm. I have to apologize to him. But listen, to circle it back because Fulham is great. Before we leave the Premier League, mm-hmm. you mentioned you sort of mentioned in there that maybe Stevie Gerrard, maybe Moyes should be potentially mm-hmm. on the hot seat, right? Okay, yep. you ready for this? <laughs> I'm West ready. Ham, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, let's start actually with Aston Villa. Aston Villa has literally won two times, okay, in their last 13 matches. That, All right? That's not a two bad, times. That's a bad run. Yeah, that's that's not the best yeah. one. <laughs> Eight Coutinho. losses. Go bold. Three draws. I know. And Coutinho, listen, I think Coutinho might be better on loan than he is on an actual contract, Ooh. right? Because – at least on loan, he's got Brazil. a point, he's gonna be a point to prove. He's going to be I called up for Brazil, but like, how? Why? You but, know? I get it, but but you're, you're ready for a stat? And I'm going to – I copped this from Statman Dave, so go follow him on Twitter. But Dean Henderson, the Nottingham Forest goalkeeper on yes. loan for Manchester United. And remember when Manchester United was, you know, might be getting ready to replace De Gea? Mm-hmm. Well, they got rid of Dean Henderson. They could have just uh, – whatever. But anyway, the stat is this. Dean Henderson has more 
touches in the Premier League this season than Felipe Coutinho. Hey! Oh my days! Okay. What is Coutinho doing? So, so Villa absolutely needs Coutinho to to wake up, or Steve uh, or Gerard needs to find a way to get him ready to go because. Listen, Gerard, and I know it predates Gerard and him taking over, but Aston Villa have spent over 300 million euros in just the last three seasons. Okay. A lot of that was Grealish money that came in. So, net wise, it wasn't that much money, but gross proceeds, 300 million or so euros. Okay. Danny Ings, Buendia, Leon Bailey, Diego Carlos, uh, a bunch of names I'm currently forgetting. Okay. But it really comes down to the fact that I don't know how you get past this, but two wins in your last 10 games, okay? That ain't going to do it, and nor should it do it for a Villa team that should be making steps. But they finished 13th last year or whatever, 14th, mm-hmm. and we're all treating them like they finished top seven, top eight. Because We really are. It's true. It's true. I feel, I feel like you're saying a good saying that's saying they're a bit overrated maybe, Aston Villa right I, now. I, I think I am saying that, yeah. yeah I think I that's like, a fair assumption. I feel like you're coming from – you're getting somewhere. You're getting somewhere <laughs> definitely. I agree with that. I agree with that. You're reaching yeah. maybe with Stevie G, but Stevie G at Rangers ain't showing oh. the same. That at Aston Villa, definitely. Absolutely. So I do feel like those are the right questions to do. Right now to Aston Villa fans. And West Ham too, man. Go bolder yeah. next season. Yeah, this season. They got to. You got to. Skamaka, come on. But yes, people, put down below all your thoughts about the Premier League. What we didn't say. And yes, top four predictions. Transfer predictions. Put down below in the comment section. And we spoke about Real Madrid when we spoke about United with Kazmir. But I want to shout something that... Florentino Perez gets a lot of attention in the world of football, and there's a reason why he gets that. Real Madrid have won all these Champions League because of a man like Florentino Perez managing the club at the top, in my opinion. Because Florentino's management has sold, at late stages, Ronaldo for $170 million, Di Maria for $75 million, Varane for $40 million, Navas for 15 and now Kazmiru for 70. That is 390 million in five players that they weren't in the best phase in their career. So with five players, they got 390 million. That with United, they should look and see how they do business with their players. Yeah. They're going down. So I really believe that Real Madrid. Off field, off the field, are showing how to do great management and to on the sure. field. So I really wanted to say that because for me it's just shocking. And they got a ton of legends, man. And this season, no yeah. Bale, no Ishku, uh, no Casemiro now. Like Ronaldo's left, Pep's left. Like it's the end of an era, the Galacticos, and the start yeah. of a new one with Chouameni and Kamavinga. All and mm-hmm. Fede Valverde. I gotta shout out Fede Valverde. Gotta go ball to the Uruguayan beast. And yeah. Chouameni, I wanna say this comment too with Real Madrid fans. And Celotti yeah. did say like two weeks ago that the Chouameni and Kamavinga he saw in training was very different of the one he saw in games because of the Real Madrid jersey having a lot of weight on it. And now yeah. that Casemiro has gone, I feel like it's not even the weight. It has to happen. So the responsibility and the confidence, the psyche, Chouameni mm-hmm. knows it's now or never. 100 million, man. So I really yeah. believe that Chouameni is going to be a world-class next season 
with Real Madrid. So yeah. front starter, huh? front starter. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that, that, that would be huge. Uh, but listen, Real Madrid's already off to a good start. Two mm -hmm. away wins. Mm -hmm. um, they really didn't look like slipping at Something any point. Difficult. Apparently, Something's apparently, difficult. I mean, we all, yeah, but we all knew this. We all knew that Luka Modric was uh, ageless, apparently, <laughs> uh, because his goal, his goal against Celta, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, his assist was pretty good as well. He's the one, I think, that sprung Vinicius for his first goal this season, True. or maybe second goal this season. So yeah, it is. It's a new. It's a new phase, and it's one that, mm -hmm. um, you know, Shuamengi was well known, but I wouldn't have necessarily called him some sort of a Galactico in any way, shape, or form. But they still eh, spill. They still spent a pretty penny on Shuamengi, so Definitely. he's got to step up. And the next is going to be in the future that reinvigoration mm. uh, of that front line, um, uh, and, and whether agree. or not they can do it. Yeah, whether or not they can do it seamlessly. Uh, Benzema. Mm -hmm. Benzema needs a backup. True. He needs a backup. At some True. Point. And Mayoral is not even on the bench. I don't know if he's injured, maybe. But Mariano Diaz mm -hmm. is the replacement. And Hazard. I saw a ton of people saying, Hazard is the one going to play striker. I still see Hazard replacing Vinicius Jr. So, as the winger role, yeah. I think he's a good solution towards Vinicius. But for the striker role, they still need a solution from Benzema. And Gabriel Jesus would have yeah. been the best. So, let's wait and see. I what are they going to do? But Vinicius yeah. and Benzema, that chemistry, that duo is everything that they have creatively going forwards. So hmm. if they're going to win another Champions League or beat the El Clasico with Barca, it's with Vinicius Junior improving even more than last season. They scored a goal in the final of the Champions League. So it's it's, show, yeah. it's good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and kind of an addendum in in a less less kind of serious way but mm -hmm. not only does real madrid i mean i know ancelotti was kind of like his head his mind was blown by mm. casemiro's decision <laughs> uh but they, they also don't stand in the way of their youngsters that are set to leave right i mm. highly rate this yes. this fullback miguel gutierrez uh, yes. they they, like they sold him with a buyback clause to Girona, right He's he's off. He's in the in La Liga. They're going to watch him. They're going to see how he happens. They definitely need to deputize some new fullbacks moving mm -hmm. forward. And yet Real Madrid said, we still can't promise you that you're going to play every day. Mm -hmm. We're going to send you to Girona for five, four million euros. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have no doubt that they're currently trying to ID their next striker because they were comfortable also mm -hmm. sending out. Uh, I believe Borja Mayoral was sent to Hatafe. Oh. I think he's either he's either on loan or it's permanent this time. Oh. Okay, so they've they're getting thinner before they get you know more robust. So we'll see who Real Madrid uh, brings in, and I would imagine you you'd get your answer in the next few days because hey, this this window's coming shut fuck, sometime soon. Fuck, and with and the last thing I gotta say is like with midfield, if Real Madrid are getting the seventeen million. From, Kazmir, uh, from United with Casemiro, I am sure next transfer window, we will see Real Madrid signing a top-tier midfielder. Let's wait and see who will be the Galactico. But I see Jude Bellingham, a ton of Jude Bellingham news. And if he goes to the Prem, I think Liverpool. But Galactico option for Jude Bellingham would be bold. Okay, fair that you many Kamavinga and Jude Bellingham. The future in midfield at Real Madrid would be the boldest in the world. No doubt. Hey, Competing against we, the likes of Barca with Pedri and Gavi. That's the competition we were going to see. Bold, man. Yeah, and I, I would love to get in his mind if Bellingham's first 
thought is I have to return to the Premier League mm-hmm. uh, or, or I have to go to the Premier League, I guess I should say. I have to go to the Premier League and make my stamp back where I was born, essentially. Or mm-hmm. if because he was so adventurous in the first place to leave for Borussia Dortmund yeah. to make a name for himself, maybe the next step is before he conquers the Premier League, maybe his next step is to uh, yeah. to head to La Liga. So Real Madrid would be a really, really, really interesting place. And just come on. Bellingham, Kamavinga, and Shuamani. I got options. <laughs> and Valverde. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, La Liga just started. We're gonna ramp up our coverage of La Liga in the near future. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's already off to a pretty good start. Uh, Real Betis is not slowing down. They started mm. the season hot. Wanmi, uh, dude. Wanmi is making a name for himself to be uh, in that roster. Uh, come Qatar World Cup time. So, I mean, La Liga will be fun to watch. I think it will be closer than people are, mm-hmm. especially me, closer than people are giving uh, anyone credit for against Real Madrid. Um, but I don't know. Let's We're going to get some answers soon yes. with, so, with how Barcelona. Yes. Yeah, true. But. So, people, put down below, will Jude Bellingham go to the Prem, go to Real Madrid? We want to see your thoughts about Jude Bellingham because anything can happen. And with Real, uh, with Real Madrid, La Liga thoughts too. Put down below the Barca game, the, the Atletico game. Put down below your thoughts about those and the transfers that they need to do. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna want to talk now with Bayern, man, because Bayern won seven nil at to Bochum, and they clearly had a bit of PTSD of losing four two in the past to mm. Bochum. And I gotta say this to Bayern in three games in the Bundesliga already have a fourteen goal difference in three games this is absolutely ridiculous and Nagelsmann ball is in full effect right now and it's interesting with no striker too so I want to give a shout out to Mane four games four goals and the attempt is clear with Bayern Sadio Mane is at Bayern to become the best African player ever to play football I think that is the plan and let's wait and see if it happens but a really good start a really good start and, and they were Musiala-less in that match. Um, and, yeah, stri- striker-less, essentially. But Sadio Mane was good. Leroy Sané was good. Uh, Kingsley Kimmich. Coman is just – he's just a cheat code at times. Uh, <laughs> they, they have they have a whole lot more depth. So I don't know who the idiot was that thought that maybe this year was the year Bayern was going to potentially relinquish their Bundesliga title. I'm pointing titles. at him. And if you can't see me, I'm pointing at myself because I kind of thought maybe Dortmund could do it. But then Dortmund goes and blows up the largest stinker uh, in world football uh, <laughs> this past weekend. Like, what in the heck was that? 85th Okay, minute. They were winning 3-0. 2-0. Uh, They're winning 2-0 and in six minutes. Werder Bremen, newly promoted Werder Bremen, scores three goals in six minutes. And what? one of those goals, you ready for this? Okay. One of those goals came from a Derby County player, Lee Buchanan. 21 years old that I'm pretty certain that the majority of our listeners did not even know that he left Darby County amidst the exodus that came after their disciplinary problems, right? Them getting uh, relegated as well. He scored one of the goals and even better, a 25 year old Scotsman, Oliver Burke, who's been to Uh, like eight different clubs scored the match winner. 
he made Nicholas Sula look slower than he actually is. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And Nicholas Sula, I hate to say it because I had really high hopes for him with Schlotterbeck mm-hmm. in that center back pairing for Dortmund. Oof. Nicholas Sula had one of the worst outings that I've seen him ever have. Oof. Okay. And this is a German international we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, kudos to Werder Bremen for getting those three points there. Um, it was also nice seeing Gio Reyna back on the pitch mm-hmm. and not getting injured again. So I've got my fingers crossed there, Buddy, but not man. even Jude Bellingham could do anything to stop this. So ultimately Bayern, you are going to win your 11th in a row. I have no qualms, no, you know, I have no thought, mm-hmm. no negativity when it comes to this decision in my I mind agree. anymore because Leverkusen looks like crap. And Leipzig Dortmund lost the Union Berlin. They lost yeah, the Union I, Berlin too. Like I'd expect like within Kunku with Werner back, Leipzig should win those games. The Union Berlin is a tough team though at home, but... Still, Jordan, Jordan Peefock, baby. Jordan Peefock <laughs> and Geraldo. Geraldo, I yeah. was like, Whoa, who's Geraldo, man? Destroying Leipzig. I had to good, give him a shout, stuff. man. Like, what a <laughs> crazy name! I love it. Geraldo, love to see it, right? But, yes. but Union, Union Berlin needs to get a little more respect, True. okay? They're a very workmanlike team, um, but they get they get you know pretty key, they've been pretty high up in the table for a while now, so uh, I think. You know, I'm not going to say it, uh, but if they could get more financial backing, mm-hmm. if they could maybe get one of those 100 million, 60 million, 40 million, whatever you call yes. it, one of those big name uh, sales, right? Um, that mm-hmm. funds their ascent. Union Berlin might be a sleeping giant in the future. Ooh. I mean, come on, you're right in Berlin. Uh, anyway, anyway, it True. was great to see that game, but yeah, it, it is Byron's Bundesliga to lose, <laughs> and ultimately, some of you might see that as boring in Farmers League. <laughs> Others might see it as just a way to say, "Hey, great management." And Byron, you want to look at you want to look ba- great management up in the dictionary. Byron will be next to it. I right? agree. The oh. league too, like they're like say, "Yes, here's mm-hmm. the Lewandowski money." The league being there, both literally. So people, put down below your thoughts about the Bundesliga. Will Bayern win it easily once again, or will Dortmund and Leipzig go bold and come for a title race as they should? So in the podcast, I really want to mention this here on my end, so I don't forget Diego Porto against Sporting. 3-0 mm. win from Porto. No surprise since Sporting lost. Mateus Nunes, okay, to Wolves. But I got to say this. Diogo Costa, in that game against Sporting, Diogo Costa mm-hmm. showed to the Portuguese people that he should start definitely in the Euros for Portugal. Diogo Costa, one of the best young keepers in the world. And I can't see him staying more than one season uh, after this one because a young keeper is definitely something that a lot of teams will want in the next transfer window. So, Diogo Costa, watch out for him. Portuguese young keeper at Porto. So, I, I, want to sh- I have to shout him out. Great game. Man. And for for those that missed the game, it was a 3-0 scoreline? 3-0 scoreline. We have Taremi. We have Otavio. We have Pep. Pep, wow. Pep Rodrigues, the one that was at Grêmio. Pep 2. <laughs> center back yeah. so there's a lot of mix and a lot of players to watch from porto and porto is an underrated team to watch people if you go to okay. sofa score see the team what you got to remember is sergio conceição 
the manager. He has the footprint on the team, and they will win Primera Liga. If no, if they win Primera Liga, Porto, it's with Sergio Conceição's tactics and those bold ones that make things right. Taremi, if he was younger, everybody would be going crazy for him. And I can't see Eva Nielsen being the next big sale of Porto, being a young striker in today's market. More than 60 to 70 million. Definitely. Yeah. So five yeah. five goal involvements in his last four matches, right? Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm if I'm going for for mm -hmm. uh, nostalgia. I guess if I'm going for who I have followed the most, I don't. I can't get past mm. Florentino. That Florentino midfield. True. Uh, with Enzo. Enzo. With Enzo. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I. It does seem like it's going to be Benfico versus Porto. But I did see. Mm -hmm. I did see. A really interesting result over the weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about this team, but Casapia beat Boa Vista. Yes, Casapia. Yeah, yeah. Casapia came coming coming newly promoted team has a lot of history yeah. in Portugal. Stadium in renewal. It's a team that shows promise. I agree, but let's <laughs> wait and see with Casapia. It's 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 right. a team in Lisbon too. So it's like another team from the capital, and it seems to be the the up tra trajectory and the team that I would say. For the viewers, if you want to watch more Primera Liga, watch Strill. Strill has Nelson Verissim, the former boss of Benfica, that managed to put Darwin getting those great numbers at Benfica. Mm -hmm. Nelson Verissim is now at Strill, and he's got a great core there. Tiago Veia, Bernard Vital. There's great players there to be played at Strill. And yeah, wa watch what's happening. It's really good. Really, Rodrigo okay. Martins, Chico Geraldo, I like their team. Uh, Josine, so yeah. Real people. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we definitely can't go any further without mentioning the mm -hmm. fact that Romelu Lukaku mm -hmm. and Latauro Martinez in Syria for Inter Milan <laughs> are currently doing some very good things. Okay. Uh, in Inter is definitely going to be in the running for the Scudetto this season again. Mm -hmm. um, I picked them. I picked them to potentially win it all because it. it's hard to repeat. I know you didn't. Because uh, AC Milan looks pretty dang good, too. But uh, I I'm telling you, if Lukaku and Lautaro can continue to uh, deepen that partnership, it's going to be really, mm -hmm. really, really interesting. Um, but Lukaku is playing with that chip on his shoulder that I expected him to. Agreed. He he wants he wants to be back, and he wants to make a difference. And, and they're keeping uh, Dumfries. I and they're keeping yeah, Dumfries and Bastoni and Skriniar, all those players that every, every transfer window we see... They're going to leave Inter, as it seems, they're going to stay. And Lautaro Martinez, I didn't see a lot of news for him to leave after they mm -hmm. got the Lukaku move. So he seems happy now that his, his partner in crime is yeah. back. So, yeah, with Serie A, like, yeah, I, I, I do understand where you're coming from with Inter. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but here is the one. Here is the one that I already probably have to take a big L on. Um, mm. I 100% didn't think that Napoli was going to be able to reinvigorate their attack. Well, yeah. well a 21-year-old 21 21-year-old winger from mm -hmm. Georgia, the country, not the, not the state yes. here uh, where, where Atlanta is housed. Uh, no. Mm -hmm. Kavica Kavitskilia has done it again. He has two goals. He had two goals over the weekend versus Monza. Uh, he was a terror on the on the wings once again, mm -hmm. um, and he I, I don't know I mean he might be in the running for best young player in Syria uh, this particular season because uh, Kaveret Skilia, uh, Peter uh, Peter Zelinsky, Victor mm -hmm. Osimen, um, I mean yeah. Stanislav Labotka does not get enough credit. Lozano this, maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, Lozano, maybe. I mean, when he... I, Elmish? I Elmish? I can't, praise, I can't praise Chucky. Elmish has gotten in. He's done some okay things, but mm-hmm. really it's been... Mm-hmm. Zolinski has been lights out since he started. Labotka, Osimen, and Kavicha have been absolutely insane for Napoli, and if they score three, four, five goals a game like they've already started the Serie A season doing, mm-hmm. uh, they're clearly going to be a little bit tough to, to beat. <laughs> uh, but no, I just love it because this guy, Kavicha... Uh, was in the Russian Premier League, um, mm-hmm. was playing for teams. And obviously when all that, we're not going to talk about it, but when all that insanity started, mm-hmm. he was one of the first guys when I was looking at players, I wanted to essentially defect from that league mm-hmm. and come closer to what where we play. could watch it. He mm-hmm. was one of the first players that I said, I want to see more of and, him. And I cannot be happier that he's landed at Napoli. And Raspadori too. We have to see more on him. Yes. That, that was a big buy for them. And Meret yeah. at goalie. Young goalie mm-hmm. for, for today's market. I could see Napoli maybe getting a good deal in the future for Meretu. But Zielinski, man, if if they're going to get that top four, Zielinski yeah. has to show big results, better results than last season. I agree. And Ossie, man, yeah. <laughs> if you want to leave for 80 or 90 million, Ossie, man, has to go bolder. So, yeah, yeah. I agree with and, that. And, and I'll be honest, he didn't even have a great game versus Monza. He did not have a good game, but he still got on the score sheet and he's roaring to go. So uh yes. I don't know. There's a lot a lot of there's come on. Mm-hmm. La Liga Syria, a lot of good uh good competition, yes. good at the top uh battles that we can all watch and uh definitely mm-hmm. monitor this season. Do you have any last so, shouts so Bretton? Nah, you know, we barely even scraped the surface of Ligon, but mm. I do have to shout out the uh one of the Arsenal loan army, I mm. guess you could call it. Fularen Balogun, oh. right? English, U.S. He's currently playing for the English. Uh, he's currently an English youth national, but Balogun has gone to Stad Rim. He has scored three goals in his first three games. He is the first player in that club's history since 1975 to do that. And he currently sits atop or co-atop the league on scoring table. Balogun is the one that Arsenal obviously uh, wanted to hold on to. They extended his contract, but they said, there's not room for you. We also just promised Enketia some playing time. Mm. Balogun is the guy that I would love to see commit his future unapologetically (laughs) to the American national team. Whether or not that happens, I do not know, but it is great to see him balling out. And there's something about Arsenal loaning their players to league-owned clubs. It seems to work out. Yeah, it, <laughs> it really does. Well, yeah. true. I was thought you were going to say Tavares for a second too there. Yeah, yeah, but I, too. I agree. Balogun, great shout. From New York, right? Born in New York. Am I right? Yep. Um, like yeah, Musa? I think so. I <laughs> like right. Musa. Oh. Like Yunus Love Musa. Like, like Jonathan David. Mm. Um, he's Canadian now. And listen, the last thing I got to say, yes. uh, last thing I have to say, because I haven't really talked too much about, about our domestic, our, our major league soccer season. Mm-hmm. My hometown team okay, is currently, they've got plus 31 goal differential. They're a money ball type of team. Okay, mm. They are Billy Bean to the max. They do not spend a lot. They do not have billionaires as owners. And it has frustrated us because Philadelphia is not a small city in sure. our you know, our world, mm-hmm. but they are currently doing some really fun stuff as most people are starting to see with Brendan Aronson, um, that there is something in the water in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and, and there is something, there are a lot of clubs that are watching this youth Academy and what is coming next. I mean, um, but somebody right now is definitely going to be looking at Julian Carranza 
because he's 22 years old. Uh, David Beckham and Inter Miami essentially brought him into the league. They then signed Gonzalo Higuain, and he was relegated to obscurity and not given the chance to do anything. He has come to uh, the union and has become a massive, massive, um, massive, massive portion of one of the best young attacks in the league. He's got 12 goals this season. He's got four or five assists as well. Mm. And he was brought in, I think we picked him up for maybe 2 million bucks, one and a half million cut rate from Miami. My guess is that somebody in La Liga, somebody in Syria is going to come definitely looking the same way that Jack McLean is being looked at by PSV Eindhoven. Mm. And that is not, that is not just fluff. That is a potential, um, signing that you might want to watch because Jack McLean has come into his own. So I got to give my hometown team some love. If you don't watch Major League Soccer or you, if you have some issues with Major League Soccer, <laughs> at least go check out these two players yes. and check out what the union are doing with just in major ways with very little resources True. compared to some of the other clubs. And it is a lot of fun to watch. And then you might start to like what Major League Soccer does because there's some phenomenal players in this league right now. But anyway, like, like- Philadelphia Union... Like, Thanks for giving me a great birthday present. Oh, I'd love to see it. And you mentioned Jackman, and we see now Brendan Aronson in the yeah. Premier League. So here, Brendan mm-hmm. might be saying to you guys, the next Brendan Aronson coming from the MLS. So people, mm-hmm. do not forget to like this podcast. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you have a, if I have an account, it's a huge help for us at FC Wonder Kid. And thank you for listening to us until now at episode 69. Thank you for liking the video too, people. And thank you for going bold, community. See ya. <laughs>